Good morning, good afternoon, good night. I'm here to talk about life, man. What's up, y'all? It's third episode of Open Minded Podcast. I'm your host, editor, chief, director, uh, creator, Antoine McDaniel, man. Back with another episode. The date is February 3rd, 2018. And that means it is officially Black History Month. Um, And with me being an African-American male in the USA, uh, I take huge pride in my culture, my heritage. Um, It is a big part of who I am. Um, So in lieu of it being Black History Month, I actually want to take a a couple minutes to uh, speak about the three most influential figures in my life personally um, that represent my black culture um, and my black skin. Um, I think the first two kind of go hand in hand. the first one, obviously, is Martin Luther King Jr. Um, obviously, he was a minister and activist. He was the face um, of the African-American civil rights movement. Um, and then the next one is Rosa Parks, um, in which I, after doing some re- research, I really didn't know this, but Congress actually called her the first lady of uh, civil rights. They also, they, they also called her uh, the mother of the freedom movement. Um, so these two figures, obviously, they, they, they go hand in hand. Everybody knows the famous story of Rosa Parks. Uh, how she was sitting on the bus. Um, she was sitting in the front of the bus. And obviously, we know back then the front of the bus was known for whites only. Um, they asked her to move. She didn't want to move. She said her feet hurt. Um, and she was arrested for that. Uh, and, you know, I think that just stemmed courage within our culture, man. Obviously, you know, with 500 years of slavery, um, I felt like we were oppressed and felt held down. Uh, but when Rosa Parks did that, obviously, along with the, the huge movements that, uh, that Martin Luther King uh, gave us huge strides, Martin Luther King Jr., I'm sorry, huge tri- strides, everybody knows of his famous I Have a Dream speech, um, and just the many, 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 many things that he did in his culture for us, um, those two people, man, I think that they gave us the courage uh, to be uplifted um, and to stand strong and stand up against uh, you know, uh, the system back then. And then, I mean, and then from then, um, we've made huge strides, you know what I'm saying? Obviously segregation was, was, uh, obliterated, you know what I'm saying? From the health of these two people, um, obviously along with, uh, a lot of other, uh, representation of ours, but I just think that these two people stand out a lot to me. Um, and then I think the things that they did birthed the third person that I'm going to speak about, which is the extremely famous, um, and former president Barack Obama. Um, he was our 44th president. Um, I think he has also progressed um, and took what Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks did and just continued to run with it, man. He gave us, uh, he obviously, like I said, was 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 our 44th president, was the first African-American president. Um, I think that the things that he did, you know, the strides that he made, um, even being a president, man, obviously, you know, everybody has their thought processes on what the president does, the things that he can actually do. But if anything, man, he was a symbol. He was a symbol of, of progression. He was a symbol of hope. He was a symbol of faith. You know what I'm saying? He was everything of that to us, at least to me, man. Like I said, this is my perspective. Um, the things that he did, you know what I'm saying? Just being a representation in the White House, um, him, Michelle Obama, um, they're beautiful kids, man. Them just being in the White House and showing how far black people have come um, in this in this country. It was just I mean, I just think it, it was monumental for us uh, specifically. Um, and I'm not only speaking for black people, man, but but for everybody, because, you know, I mean, we're all a collective unit at the end of the day. So I think that them being in the White House and just being a representation of the black culture and the black community did everything for white people, black people, Indians, um, 
Mexican people, the whole nine, you know what I'm saying? We are a melting pot within this country. So it was, it was, I think, definitely a big movement and a big progression um, from when we started. Um, so I just want to take the time out, like I said, man, to to show my appreciation for everybody that, that contributed to the culture that I love to call my own, uh, the black community. Um, I love my black people. I love my black skin. I'm married to a phenomenal, phenomenal, beautiful queen, um, a who is a phenomenal black woman. Um, I was birthed by a phenomenal, phenomenal black woman. Um, so, you know, like I said, man, no part of my body is racist. Believe that. Um, I have, I have plenty of white people, friends, uh, you know what I'm saying? Workers, coworkers, the whole nine, man. But I'm very appreciative of the man that I am. I am a black man. I am a man of God. I'm in those things just mold me and create me into the person that I am. So for those who are for those who are able to contribute, you know what I'm saying, to my culture, I have to say salute. Appreciate you. I appreciate everything you've done, man. I just hope that we can continue to push the culture forward uh, for many, 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 many years to come. I also want to talk about, you know, my first love, uh, that round, Orange State. We love to call it basketball um, and the things that's happening in the NBA. Uh, if you're a huge NBA supporter and you follow it the way I do, you know February is very famous for two things in the NBA. Uh, obviously, from the 16th to the 18th is NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, you know, the stars are going to be out there today, man. Uh, like I stated on my last podcast, I'm so glad the way they fixed up the uh, All-Star uh, format now. You know what I'm saying? You got Team Curry, Team LeBron. You get to see them go at it. Uh, but the other thing that it's famous for in February is the NBA trade deadline. Um, I love the NBA trade deadline, man, because you can have people who have been with a team who are all-star for many years. You know what I'm saying? Five, six, seven years, man, have been multiple all-stars, and they can be traded, uprooted. Um, you see them in a whole different jersey, man. It's just and it's just entertaining to me personally, and I, and that actually happened. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers decided to trade Blake Griffin after signing him to five years, $171 million uh, this past uh, summer, actually, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, but they went ahead and traded him uh, to Detroit, uh, and they got an exchange for Blake Griffin. Obviously, I believe he's a five-time All-Star, um, slam dunk champion, rookie of the year, the whole nine, man. In return, the Clippers got a first-round draft pick. Uh, they got Avery Bradley, Tobias Harris, and Boban Manjanovic. Um, if you ask my personal opinion, I think the Clippers won that deal. Uh, I mean, I think Blake Griffin is a phenomenal player, man, but he is coming off an injury, I believe, a year ago. Um, now... To play devil's advocate, he did drop 24-10-5 his first game. Um, and that was without knowing any plays. He said that he only uh, was able to participate in one uh, shooting uh, shoot-around uh, before they played. So for him to drop 24-10-5, man, I think that's solid. They actually won the game as well. I believe they're 24-26 now. Um, and they're in the ninth spot uh, in the playoff uh, race. So I believe that they're going to make the playoffs. So I think in that facet, I think that it helped them, uh, the help the organization. Um, they did pick up a huge contract in $171 million, though, so I don't know what Drummond's contract's, contract's looking like, uh, but I don't really see who they're going to be able to sign going forward. Uh, but they did get an all-star in return. Uh, but I just think that the Clippers got more pieces, man. They said that uh, they wanted to go young, and with Jerry West taking over the front office, um, I think that he's he's posting true to his word. They got Tobias Harris dropping 18 a game. Solid player. I think he's extremely underrated. Um, Avery Bradley 
uh, is another killer. In my opinion, is one of the best two-way players in the league. I believe he's averaging 16 a game right now for Detroit. And with him going to the Clippers, I think that's an, another big, huge piece along with Lou Williams um, and DeAndre Jordan, at least for now. Don't know how long them guys are going to be there. Boban Mondanovic, I mean, he's like 7'3". Um, not really a big stat guy, you know what I'm saying? I think, honestly, in my opinion, I think he's just a roster filler. We'll see what they do with him. Possibly going to end up cutting him. We don't know. But I think a big thing that they got out of that pick was, or I'm sorry, that trade was the first-round draft pick um, with uh, Jerry West's uh, position to try to go smaller and, and younger, I'm sorry. Um, I think that that first-round draft pick could be big because they can even trade it away if they can get a young piece. Uh, but then they can also see what he can become. I mean, he could possibly turn out to be uh, Trey Young, you know what I'm saying? Whatever he's doing in uh, for Oklahoma is phenomenal right now. Um, so they got options, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not mad at the trade. Like I said, I mean, I think Detroit obviously got the all-star and Blake Griffin. Um, he does have a bit of an injury history written, uh, uh, you know, history. Uh, he even came in the league hurt. Um, but so they did get the all-star. But I think the Clippers got big, better pieces. Um, so I'm giving the Clippers that, that nod. Um, I'm also curious to see what the Cavs do. I know they're trying to make a push for Lou Williams. Um, I even seen uh, trades, uh, rumors talking about DeAndre Jordan going there as well. In my personal opinion, the people that know me and I talk about basketball all the time, the Warriors ain't losing. So I know that's that's what the Cavs are chasing to get KD and Stephen uh, and the Warriors, but it ain't happening, man. I'm sorry. It's going to be the uh, Warriors and foe, regardless of whatever the, the Cavs do. I think it will be entertaining from a basketball perspective. You talk about uh, Lou Williams, who's averaging 23 a game. Obviously, he's not going to do that there, but he could definitely give him 18 uh, if they choose to start him or come off the bench. DeAndre Jordan, obviously, is a freak athlete, and he can rebound the heck out of the ball. So I think that those are two spots that they can definitely fill, but I think they need more defenders. Um, and I just don't see uh, nobody beating the Warriors, man. Their system, the stars that, uh, that they have, Steve Kerr, obviously, the second-best player in the league, in my opinion, Kevin Durant. Just don't see them losing, man, regardless of whatever the Cavs do. I just don't think it's enough. Unless they're going to make a trade to get James Harden, uh, you know, I just don't see it happening, man, honestly. I just don't see them losing, man. But crazy things happening in the NBA. That's why it's so entertaining. So we'll see. Um, also, like what the Celtics did, man, they went out and got uh, after – uh, Phoenix Suns pay, uh, bought him out. They went out and got Greg Monroe for one year, $5 million. So it really, so it really did not hurt their, their salary cap at all. And they got a seasoned veteran um, who, in my opinion, is a solid passer and can do exactly what Al Horford's doing for the Celtics. Um, he's definitely a good player. Uh, so I think that they only helped their chances to try to beat the Cavs. I'm still giving the Cavs a nod in that series. Possibly that's going to happen in the Eastern Conference Finals because LeBron James was just in my opinion, the best player ever, and I think as long as any team has them, they have a chance to at least make it to the finals. Like I said, I don't see them beating the Warriors. I definitely don't see that, but, you know, I at least give them a chance to at least get there, but I do think that the Celtics are making huge strides to uh, try to catch them, and uh, I think signing with Greg Monroe is a big, uh, is, is, is obviously a big part of that. Um, the Celtics are also trying to get Lou Williams as well, so like I said before, I know the Cavs are trying to get him, but I think that uh, the Celtics can definitely make a push. Like I said, that Greg Monroe uh, signing did not hurt their cap at all. Uh, but I know that they're really, really eyeing, who I said in the very beginning is a killer. Um, and with him making his return, been just been dominating so far, man. It's Tyreek Evans from the Memphis Grizzlies. He's killing right now, man. Averaging about 18 off the bench. 
Um, I always looked at him as a, a good player and thought he was going to be more than what he ended up turning out to be. I mean, he was the rookie of the year and he averaged 20 and five his first year in the league. So I really thought that he was going to be, you know what I'm saying, one of those stars to lead us into the next generation. But it didn't really pan out like that. I do believe that he suffered some injuries. Um, I know he was at New Orleans for a little bit. I think if they had him now with him and Boogie Cousins, even though he's out um, in an AD, I think that they could definitely be uh, a force to reckon with. But I think it's a big pick for Celtics picking him up. Um, I don't really know what his contract is right now, but I still think that he could be a huge piece. I mean, if he can bring that 18 or 16 a game to the Celtics, um, that's just another weapon that the Cavs will have to look out for in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I like that pick. There's a lot of other things going around, man. Like I said, I know the Cavs are trying to um, shop around uh, J.R. Smith and also trying to shop away at Shump. Shump, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I think Shump's a lot better than people give credit for, but the Cavs aren't, aren't, aren't really playing him. I don't know if it's hard or not, but he's not really giving, uh, he's not really having an impact on, on the roster the way he was. Uh, a couple of years ago when they won the ship. So I think I think it's time to move him. Uh, so I don't really know what they're trying to get for him, but we'll definitely see the trade deadline ends on the 8th, I believe. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, like I said, I'm a huge fan, man, so I'm going to just sit back and wait, and I will be reporting back to you guys when something happens. Believe that. That's it, y'all. Um, as always, man, I'm definitely willing to leave you guys with a prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity, man, to get my voice heard for this platform. Thank you for all the listeners. Truly appreciate your time. Um, and I love you, God, and I appreciate you. And help me, Lord, to just get better as a servant for you to use. And please continue to let your love and your presence and your will be felt. Um, in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord. All right, y'all. Appreciate you so very much, man. This podcast was a little longer. I'm actually figured out how to put multiple segments on the Anchor app and uh, create a, a full episode. Uh, so it's actually going to be a little longer than uh, 10, 10 minutes like I stated on the second uh, podcast. So it's, it's honestly going to be as long as I want it to be. Um, so I was thankful and happy enough to be able to figure that out. So I'll be right back with you guys, man, next week. Appreciate your time. Be looking out for that new YouTube page that's coming soon. Um, get my studio set up in the crib, and it's definitely going to be a movement, man. You know what I'm saying this is only the beginning. And above all, y'all, stay open-minded. Peace.